my friend, you have found the Functioning Hot Mess Podcast. I'm your host, Tanya Murray, life coach and author. I started this show to share life lessons and hot mess moments along with a few shenanigans to let you know you're not alone in this roller coaster of life. Each week, you'll get a solo episode or an interview to help you improve your self-confidence, create healthy relationships, or become a better parent. If you love what you hear, hit subscribe and I'll automatically show up in your downloads each and every week. All right, let's get on with the show. If you have been listening to the past several episodes, you know that I am on a theme of connection. And this episode today is all about connecting with your partner. So first of all, why is this so important to me? Because I feel like in our world, we are so disconnected in so many ways from so many people, places, things, etc., that it's really important to bring that connection back into the conversation, back into your heart, back into your home, back into your body, like allowing you to really just get reconnected plugged in, but without the technology (laughs) back into real life and real people and real feelings and real love. And I'm really excited to bring to you this idea of connecting with your partner. Now, I know it feels like a no brainer, but stick with me because we have some really cool stuff today. So first off, I'm assuming that if you're listening to this episode, you want to be with your partner. So I know that that seems like a no-brainer, but really, if you're like, I'm not loving this, I want out, then there's your sign, hit the door, and don't try to fix anything. But if you truly want to be together with this person that you're with, this partner, then it's important to understand the evolution of a relationship, recognize where you are within that relationship, and then look at some ways in which you can enhance it, you can connect even at a deeper level. So even if you're sitting there like, we're we're totally connected, everything's awesome. How can you connect even deeper? All right, so the first thing we need to understand is the evolution of a relationship. Now, this isn't necessarily, it doesn't necessarily change whether you, you know, get married, have kids, and then stay together forever, or if it's a meshed relationship, maybe married, divorce, remarried, or in a relationship, whatever it looks like, the information's still the same. So what happens is you first, you meet, you fall in love with this person. Imagine what that was like. Remember that. Remember when you first met, your first dates, your building of that connection, when you truly knew this was the one that you wanted to be with. You were super, super connected. And most likely it was just the two of you. And if there's stepkids involved or kids involved or family involved, friends, whatever, yeah, there was some of that involved as well. But you were so absorbed in basically like the essence of each other. You were getting to know them on a completely different level. You were sharing stories with, with each other that probably no one else has ever even heard before. And you were really just connecting, falling in love. That is the beginning of that relationship. And then at some point down the line, often, not always, but often kids come into play or maybe even stepkids. So maybe there's some shared parent time of kids, stepkids, or you have your own together, like pick, pick one. It's all the same, right? But regardless, there are kids now in the mix and you have multiple connections. So you went from the two of you being super connected to now there's multiple connections. And 
that kind of leads to your marriage relationship or your partner relationship being weakened because your attention and your focus is now shifted to kids because it has to be, right? That's how, I mean, kids can't do things for themselves. They require that parenting piece. And so because that is where your attention is, that is where your focus and your energy goes. And if we're not purposefully having date nights with our partners, having time away from kids where you can be super connected, you are going to disconnect, period. That's just how it is. If your expectations change because now you're taking care of kids and theirs haven't, like there's so many ways in which people get disconnected because you throw in additional humans in whichever way, or even fur kids, I guess. Probably wouldn't be quite as bad, but it could be depending on the couple. But you have these multiple connections and it's almost as if we've forgotten how to handle multiple connections. We know how to do it with our adult friends. We can have lots of different friends. We can spend more time with one and then more time with another and everyone can stay really connected and really in a good relationship. But when it comes to your partner with that really important romantic relationship, we pull apart. And the tragedy of that is that... This is such an important role for both partners to be involved in this raising of children, in this parenting aspect. But often it falls on one or the other, or one is working, one is watching, and then you swap. So there's parents getting closer with kids, like this parent's getting closer with a child because that one's working, and then they swap. This one comes home from work, that one leaves for work. Now this one's one-on-one time with kids. And Sometimes those relationships with the kids are getting fostered and built and strengthened, but without the two parents at the same time. So then what happens is as you try to do something together as a family, it's awkward because you're so used to being the authoritarian or the parent, and now you've got your partner there and the two of you are both bosses and the kids aren't sure who to ask and who to talk to and Parents aren't sure which one to defer to, and it just creates a mess. So people, rather than handling it and dealing with it and figuring out how to work through that together, they allow the disconnect to come. They allow the sword fight, so to speak, or the power struggle to come, and that drives a wedge, and it can continue to drive a wedge. So if you stay together during that point, then you end up as an empty nester. And quite often you're an empty nester living with a stranger. Your kids move away and now it's just you and your partner with all of the history and baggage of life and all of the experiences and all of the downs as well as the ups, but we focus more on the downs. And now we're like, I don't even know who this person is. I don't even know if I like them anymore. And here I am. They're the only person I have in my world now to spend time with primarily, right? So it is incredibly important to stay connected or reconnect at whatever phase you're in. So if you find yourself in that spot where you're like, we are completely and totally disconnected and I don't like it, we're going to cover that in just a minute. But just know that if you're still in that space, you're not empty nesters yet, you're able to be able to incorporate both of you in the relationship with the kids and take time away from the kids to work on you, that is going to serve you long-term in so many ways. 
it's really common to see family vacations, right? And we see parents taking kids and the whole family and they're doing all of the things. And then we never see couples even doing date nights. I see that actually quite a bit. And especially in my community where they're so wrapped up in kids and sports. And even if they're doing all these sporting things together, there's no alone time for mom and dad. There's no alone time for partners. And it's always tied up around kids. So then when kids move, you're lost. And you can almost watch it coming. You can almost see it. Bird's eye view here. High level view. You can see it coming. You can feel it coming. You know it's there. You just don't know what to do with it. So I really want to invite you to not push your partner out. Because I see that where it becomes mom and kids or maybe dad and kids. But the two of you aren't combining. The two of you aren't working together. So you've got mom and kids. And then all of a sudden... Your other partner's out there working, dad, wife, whatever, mom, dad, whoever, you're out there working, doing your thing. And now it's time for you guys to get together. And it's a turf war. Excuse me. These are my kids. I know them more than you. I know where they are. I understand them. I've got this parenting thing down. Don't interfere. Now, the problem with that is you're really undermining them, cutting off their relationship with the kids, putting a strain on your relationship with them. and. You've got to give yourself permission to let go of some of that control and involve them in the fun, involve them in the parenting, the good and the bad, teach them about your kids. If you know that you do know the personality of your middle child more than someone else, educate them. If they haven't noticed, point it out, help them foster that. But so often we sit here and we step back and we go, why should I help them? I had to figure it out on my own. If I had to figure it out on their own, then they can figure it out too. If I had to figure it out on my own, they can figure it out on their own. That's how I say that. But really, how is that helping you? How is that helping your family unit? And how is that connecting with your partner in a way that's going to be long lasting? It's not. It's not. It is you coming from a wounded place. And it may not even be your partner who wounded you. Could be, could be a conversation that you need to have. But most often, that's something that comes all the way back to childhood. That is that wounded kid in there that's talking about that, that's still hurting, that's projecting those hurts and pains and trauma onto this partner. So recognize where you are and what's going on and don't push them out. Involve them. And another thing I see quite often is I see parents who use their partner as a way to kind of back out of the discipline or the difficult challenges and stuff, you know, where it's like, I'm not handling this, you handle it, or just wait till your dad gets home. We've heard those things growing up when we were kids, maybe some of us did, I did, (laughs) most of my friends did. But when you hear some of that, and then you're expecting them to come in and handle it the way that you're expecting, and then they come in and they handle it completely differently, and you're angry, you're upset. Maybe they overkill it, you know, maybe they blow up to the point where you're stepping in again and like trying to make them calm down, or you're having to intervene because they're, they're, the way they handled it was too extreme, or maybe it wasn't extreme enough. Either way, it's putting you back in the control seat. And it's creating a weird dynamic between the two of you and the kids. Be united intentionally 
even if it's challenging, be united in it. You'll grow closer together. You're going to have a more stable family. Your kids are going to get more out of it. They're going to learn from your modeling how to have healthy disagreements, how to handle your kids together in a healthy way. And it's really going to set you up to allow this relationship to last. Hey, podcast fam. Years ago, I was in a really messy place and I didn't know where to go, where to start. And someone actually recommended a book to me. I started reading and my entire world changed. It was a self-help book. And from then on, I was binging every self-help book I could get my hands on. But what I loved was that the perspective of others, the things they had learned truly changed my life. And it really put me on a forward moving path that I have never had to look back on that I have been so incredibly grateful for. Now, over time, those books started to take over my house. I have a teeny home. I didn't have a ton of space. And what changed for me was I began listening to books. Now you're here, you're listening to this podcast, so I know you know the value of hearing words and being able to listen while you do other household tasks like folding laundry, getting ready for the day, mowing the lawn, whatever it is that you're doing, you're consuming it by listening. And that is exactly what I started doing to conserve space and be able to listen to more was using audiobooks. I love, love, love audiobooks because it gives me the freedom to be able to listen to any genre. I can listen to self-help and then a little bit later I can listen to a murder mystery if I want to. Whatever it is that I need in that moment, it is there. And that is why I'm so excited to let you know that I have paired up with Audible. So as one of my listeners... You can go to www.audibletrial.com forward slash functioning hot mess and try Audible for 30 days for free. Yep, super excited about that because they have every genre under the planet. All of the good books are on there and you can totally get your fill of self-help and everything else that you might need to truly impact your life for the future. And you get to try it for 30 days free. Think of how many books you could test out in that time frame. So remember, go to www.audibletrial.com forward slash functioning hot mess and give it a shot for 30 days. If you don't love it, you cancel it. No big deal. All right. With that, we're going to go back to this episode. Now, when you're in this, as you're listening, if you're like, I've tried everything, my partner is completely disconnected, and I can't do anything to bring my partner back in. I want to propose to you a couple things. Number one, have you really tried everything? And have you tried it more than once? Because most of the time we try something once, and it doesn't work the way in which we think it should work, or in the time frame we think it should work, so we decide it didn't work, and we give up. So that's really what happens when we say that. But also, how about you stop relying on your own creativity, your own, I have to fix it. It has to be fixed in the way that I'm seeing or the way that I'm trying. What if you turn it over to a higher power? What if you simply just say, you know, I'm a universe person. I believe in the universe. So it's like universe, I need a creative solution. Show me what you got. Whatever your prayer may be, whatever that might be, ask for help and then allow what comes in. But really, what if you turn to your partner and say, 
I'm feeling really disconnected. Here's what's going on. Here's what I'm seeing. And not in a blaming way. Have you ever sat down with them and said, I miss us? I miss you? Instead, we attack. We blame. We say, you never take me on dates anymore. We never even get to spend time together. You don't listen to anything I have to say. You never help me with this, blah, blah, blah. How about you just start with that? I really miss how connected we used to be, and I miss you. End of story, end of conversation. You don't have to have them reciprocate. You don't need to have more words come in. You're just proposing that. And then you're sending out that vibe to the universe that I need a miracle. I need a creative solution. That kind of thing can do so much more than anything else you do. Now listen after that. Listen for those creative intuitive nudges. Listen for those little moments where it's like, text this, call right now, bring that gift home, invite on this date, plan that trip, whatever it is, follow it. We don't always have to wait for that other person to initiate. We don't have to wait for them to book the trip. We can set the dates. We can offer things. We can plan together. We can surprise. There are so many cool options, infinite number of options, yet we get stuck in that fear of rejection. We don't want our partner to reject us. We don't want to have to be vulnerable. And let me just be honest with you, you can't have it both ways. You can't be super tight and connected and have an amazing relationship with your partner if you're trying to do it all alone if you're refusing to be vulnerable, and if you're afraid of showing your true self because you're afraid of rejection. With your partner, that is one person that you need to allow that vulnerability to come through. Allow that true you to come through. I know that that can be tricky, and I know that that may need some navigation. And I don't believe, you know, depending on your relationship, I don't believe that you show up to them and just word vomit all of this stuff and put it at their feet and expect them to do something with it. You can let those things out in little teeny hints, little teeny snippets of information, telling them what you're currently just falling in love with, what you're so excited about, the way in which you feel yourself growing. Just share those little things with them and be okay with them being a little bit nervous about it, a little bit unsure. You know, I mentioned something to Brandon the other day. It was really funny. I don't even remember what we were talking about, and I don't remember exactly what I said, but I just shared this thing from my heart, this aha moment that I had just had, and I was like, isn't that so cool? And he goes, it sounds really weird, <laughs> And he, but before I had a chance to even say anything, he kind of looks back and he goes, but you do weird really well, and it was just this fun little moment, and we just laughed, and I was like... Yeah, because I know it's true to me in my heart. I don't have to have him validate that. I don't need his validation. I don't need his approval. This is something that was near and dear to my heart. It was a download. It was a holy hell yes, this is it. This is my thing and I'm so excited about it. And when I presented it to him, it's okay that it sounded weird. (laughs) It's okay that he was like, Okay, she's a little crazy, but I loved the way that 
he, you know, he twisted that a little bit by saying, but you do weird really well. And it was really cute and really fun. But if I was hanging my worth on whether or not he believed me or agreed with me or whether or not he validated, that could have really caused a problem that could have shut me down. That could have made me say, well, I'm never sharing anything like that with him again. And that is what we do so often. When in reality, it can just be that they are completely not in a space to be able to understand, or maybe it's just really not their vibe and that's okay too. So really giving them, that's part of connection is giving them the freedom to not jump on your bandwagon, to not agree with every single thing that comes out of your mouth. So As you're looking at this high level view of your connection with your partner, your relationship with your partner, there's a couple things that will really help you connect more, connect stronger, have that really revived relationship, that higher connection, that amazing relationship, the fairy tale. We all want the fairy tale and you can have it. But one question you need to ask yourself is, who am I being in this relationship? Not who are they being, not how are they being, not how am I being or how I am doing things or what I am doing, but who am I being in this relationship and really get honest with yourself, brutally honest with yourself, because are you being someone that you would want to be in a relationship with? Seriously, when you look at the way you're treating your partner, are you trying to parent them? Are you trying to control what they can and can't consume, whether or not they get to have coffee? I don't know, whatever your vibe is, whatever your thing is. You're not their parent. They're not your parent. You're equals in this. So ask yourself, who am I being in this relationship? And then your next step is to ask, where can I release control? Because we get really stuck in trying to make things be comfortable for us and maintain that level of comfort. So much so that we will ignore certain things, brush them under the rug, pretend that they're not really an issue just so we don't have to have the emotional reaction to it. That is another form of control. Because we want to be able to control the situation, control their behavior, control the kid's behavior, control whatever, because we don't want to have to deal with the emotional ramifications of it being not the way we want it to look, right? It has to fit inside our picture. It has to fit inside our box. This is what it should look like. So where in all of this, in your relationship, can you release control? And if you notice that your partner is maybe a bit controlling or there's areas in which you would like for them to release control, that's when you need to have that conversation with them. Explain it. Be polite. Have an effective conversation but it's a crucial conversation that needs to be had. It's an I feel conversation. It's a decision whether or not you're going to go to couples therapy. It is learning to communicate if you haven't already. There are different things that you can do to handle this, different ways you can learn, grab a book, read a book, educate yourself. But really, it's looking at where can I release control? What conversations do I need to have around this? Because you can't force someone else to change. You can't force them to release control. And if they're living in a fear-based state, they're also going to have a lot of control things. You can't change that for them. But you can have conversations that bring that to their awareness and see if you can start breaking some of that down. All right, your next question is, 
What do I need him or her to know? So I want you to think about this partner. This is the one that you want to spend the rest of your life with. This is someone that isn't just here. They're not just a placeholder. This is someone that you love and cherish. Even if you have become a little disconnected, that is the vibe, is that you love and cherish them. If there was anything that you could tell them, that you could let them know with your words and your behavior, what would it be? What do I need him or her to know? So take some time and journal that. And then your final question for yourself is, how do I want him or her to feel? That's a big one, right? Because you can use all the words, you can say all the things, but they need to be able to feel it from you and feel the authenticity of that from you. So journal that too, write that down. How do I want him or her to feel? And when you come from that space, what do I want them to know? What do I want them to feel? You can then show up more fully to strengthen that connection, to build that connection, to reconnect with each other, because you're coming at it from a place of what do I want them to know? How do I want them to feel? Not so that they will do X, Y, Z for me. Like That's the part that needs to be gone. This is just you giving for the sake of giving. This is you sharing for the sake of sharing. This is you sharing just to build and strengthen that relationship. But don't put a rule on it. I'm telling you, rules ruin everything. (laughs) When we put that rule on the end, I'm going to show you my love. I'm going to do all these things that you love so that you'll do them back for me. I'm going to dote on you. I'm going to make you all of these meals. I'm going to do X, Y, Z so that you'll in turn turn around and do those things for me. And that's where the breakdown is. That's where we get disconnected because they may not have listened to this podcast episode, or maybe they have the emotional intelligence of a turnip. I don't know. (laughs) But when we put a rule on it, when we put a, so that you will for me on it, we tank it. All the good work that you've been doing, all the building that you've been doing, all the strengthening and connection that you've been doing goes down the toilet in the snap of a fingers because you put a condition on it. Where can you let go of those conditions? All right, my friend, I hope that you take this to heart, that you truly choose to connect with your partner, because I believe that when we have someone in our life who we have been head over heels before who is the love of our life, that our entire world becomes easier, better, more rich, more fulfilled. And it's important to maintain that connection or rebuild that connection in a way that both of you can truly feel supported and loved by each other, by the other partner. So please take this to heart. Please truly re-listen to this, pause at the end, journal out those questions And really give yourself permission to fully connect in absolute love and trust with your partner. And all right, with that, I will be back in your downloads soon.